0: This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast. My name is Mark Vance. I am joined today with Michelle Clark, and I just want to make sure, Michelle, everyone gets the spelling correct. Um, so, So just spell your first name just so people get it.
1: Okay. All right. It is capital M, of course. A-C-H-E-L-L-E. Yeah, it's an A.
0: So it's an A. So mm-hmm. I don't, is there like a story behind that? Or is it just like, I, my parents thought it, Michelle, no, Mash, Mashell, Michelle.
1: You know, I've tried to ask them because it was a really horrible thing to do to a child. At that time, you couldn't get anything with your name on it. Nowadays, you could easily... Sure. Well, put on a name tag. But But,
0: yeah, you weren't showing up at, you know, gas stations and getting a keychain. No.
1: Convenience stores did not have my name spelled correctly. So thanks, mom and dad. I I do love them. So.
0: (laughs) Well, Michelle, I love uh, the chance to get you on the podcast today. For those who don't know um, who you are, you serve as kind of part of our pastoral and care ministries team here at Cornerstones, a pastoral care ministry leader, really specifically focused on discipling women, caring for women inside the church, caring for leaders and trying to just help those who are leading others to walk well with Christ. And you're just a delight to work with. Uh, just absolute repository of wisdom. And so I don't want to pump you up too much, but this might be the greatest podcast I've ever recorded. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. Oh, I don't know. We're shooting for it. <laughs> okay. But at the very least, you're going to come out of here knowing an incredible person a little bit better. So Michelle, I, w- I want to start when we're kind of introducing a new staff or introducing people who have been around Cornerstone. I want you to share a little bit of your God story. How'd you come to faith in Christ? Because I know you have an incredible story of how God rescued you and called you to himself. So let's start there.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if I were to give my conversion story a title, it would be a fraud publicly exposed. And a little background. So my family raised me to consistently go to church every Sunday. I mean, we were there like 20 minutes early was on time.
0: Wow. And
1: I really valued that. I'm really thankful for the discipline and the encouragement to be responsible. We're very responsible, hard workers. Thankful for that, right? Well, so if I were to kind of take you through my my younger years, and then I would say fear of death and oddly enough, demons – was a part of kind of this consistent pattern of of fear. Like, I'm really afraid to die, and I'm afraid of evil.
0: Hmm. And
1: hmm. In middle school, I had a few consistent dreams that were very, very dark, where I felt like s- Satan was going to take my soul. And my church never talked about hell or... Demons or Satan, but I just knew. So during confirmation in freshman year of high school, I asked our pastor, "How do you know if you're going to heaven?" And he said, um, "You can't know. The day will come, and you'll die, and then you'll find out." Well, I was going to share with him the struggle of these these nightmares. Oh wow! And um, I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to tell him because I know logically where I'm going." And so that's not going to be very helpful. So I continued to kind of struggle with these dreams. My aunt had become a believer during this time. And I never told her directly and specifically about the dreams, but I would say, I'm just really afraid sometimes. And she would say, Have you ever asked Jesus to just help you? Would you ever just pray? Like, good idea. Okay, I'll do that. So the next time I had this dream, it was always the same one, nothing seen, just pitch dark, and just like my soul was being taken, and I would pray, Jesus, help me, and then I would wake up. So we enter into high school. I'm in high school now. I meet my now current husband, Rob. Wow. What year in high school? Yeah. So I was like 16. It was it's wow. a crazy story. Wow. But he's a believer, and I'm not. And I, for whatever interest I had in God at that point, kind of went into the back burner. It just kind of was kept at that Sunday service, you know, that I was raised in. And so I just gave my whole life to Rob. I mean, he's just great. He's the most kind, the most compassionate, and still to this day, the nicest guy I've ever met. And, and so, you know, hey, he makes a really good God, <laughs> but he doesn't. So anyway, I'm married at 19. We're young. He's farming. He's 20. And I'm in respiratory therapy school. So we attend okay. a Bible teaching church, and it's awesome. It's good. It's gospel-centered. They love Jesus. They preach from the Word. And so for two years, I'm attending. And I don't get it at all. I don't understand what they're talking about. It's like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Like it was so bad. It was so bad. Wow. So, but I, I have to act like I know what I'm doing. Right? Sure.
0: Right, right.
1: So I do. I decide uh, I'm just going to say yes to a lot of things they ask me to do. And I'm going to volunteer for bizarre things. So... Here it is. The fall, every fall yearly was a mission conference. This church was highly mission sending. It was just beautiful. And I decided to volunteer to sing the Sunday morning special music in front of the whole church. Okay. I can carry a tune, but I don't do that. I don't get up and do solos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I decide to do this. So Nicole and, and Jacob, this is not no, that yeah, was my I'm, one and only debut debut. Like, don't ask, don't I was ask.
0: writing that down as a follow-up yeah. to call our worship <laughs> department and be like, have yeah. you tried it's- Michelle out? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so anyway, I volunteered to do this. The whole week leading up to this special music opportunity. I am battling out with God in my heart. I am mad. I am like, why is, does it always have to be about Him? I am selfish. I am. I am just when when Scripture talks about God haters, that was me. But I'm incognito. Like I have to get my act together because I got to stand up and sing the solo in front of the whole church and act like I'm a Christian. So Sunday morning comes around. This is crazy. The song that I picked was called Make Me New. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he did that. I got up to sing and it wrecked me. The words were, I, I cried through most of the song. I am like being changed in front of the whole church. Yeah, it was amazing grace. It really was. Like I could start to hear the gospel, God's truth. Like of course I didn't always understand everything, but it wasn't Charlie Brown's teacher anymore. You know, it was like there was clarity. It was really amazing. Wow. And so I'm 21 and come into the kingdom and I have a really good friend who would talk about her conversion and she would faint into the arms of God. That's how she described it. I always thought that was so interesting because I felt like I came in kicking and screaming. Like, like I, I wasn't like that, but either way, it's a miracle. And, um, you know, first 1 Corinthians one thirty says, and because of him, you are in Christ Jesus and all glory to him. I mean, he saved me. Yeah. So wow. yes, Rob is a non believer. So yeah, we pretty much don't do what we did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the 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 path we're counseling, you know, right. people right. toward, but it's an incredible story of God's grace intersecting yeah, right. you on that path. Mm-hmm. Okay, so somehow you get from that path, Michelle, to yeah. working for the navigators, a campus ministry, do you know, doing like ministry with your life. Mm-hmm. So You're going to have to connect some dots for me on that story because you go from uh, this is the literal only time I'm going to tell you that that's the only time I know of in the history of the Christian church that a person was converted while doing the special music. Like, I think that's the only time in the history of Christian Christianity. So that is absolutely amazing. But then you go from there to like, you guys are in full-time ministry devoted with your like, how did that happen?
1: Yeah. Full-time ministry for 29 years with the Navigators after that. So, okay. So what happened is that crazy yearly mission conference every fall, the following fall. So I'm 22. Same mission conference, a couple with the navigators are invited to come and share. And they meet Rob and me, and they begin to interview us. Kind of to see, you know, where are these guys at? Do they need help? Do they want to be discipled? So they were here located in Ames. They had just gotten back from Africa, relocating in Ames. And we were farming just northeast of Ames. And so they just committed uh, uh, what? How many years? I mean, years with us, one-on-one discipleship, Bible wow. study, couples Bible study. They just began pouring into us. In March of 93, Rob was invited to go to Siberia on a mission trip to minister to farmers in Siberia. Yeah, he wasn't in trouble. He was not sent to Siberia because he was yes. in trouble. But anyway. So Siberia. Siberia. Of all
0: the places.
1: Of all. Yeah. So he goes to Siberia. He is changed. He comes back and he says, we should leave the farm and go get training. This is a generational farm. He is the only son. This is not going to go well. So in the winter of 93 we leave the farm we move to Ames Iowa and we get trained at Iowa State University with the navigators in discipleship and evangelism and that was about a four year commitment now we didn't go in with four years we thought two years and maybe we'll go back to the farm and we'll just we'll just plug into the church and use what we learned but two years turned into four and then we were asked to move to Kearney, Nebraska and pioneer a ministry out there. And so we were out there for 16 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So there we are. So that's kind of the connection with the Navigators. It's really crazy.
0: What did God teach you? Like, If you pull out some of just the lasting lessons yeah. from, I mean, you and Rob devoted your life to working with college students, discipling mm-hmm. college students, working with yeah. staff who came through. Just talk a little bit about what you learned in your time working with college students.
1: Yeah, I think one major theme, which we see it, God is building his kingdom. And we saw it personally in us. And we saw him building around us. And we just had front row seats to his grace transforming lives for the next generations. So I was never discouraged, like for any college ministry. I was like, this is awesome. God is working. He is alive and well. And of course he would be. He, he told Peter that, you know, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, if hell is not going to prevail against, well, there is absolutely nothing in our culture that's going right, to keep God right. from building his church. Right. Yeah. So we just had front row seats of watching God grow that next generation.
0: That's awesome.
1: It really was. So good.
0: So so how do you get from there to Cornerstone Church? Give give (laughs) us, I mean, just a quick snapshot of that movement there.
1: Yeah. So we moved back here in 2013. Rob decides to go back into a farming occupational job. And I decide to stay on and keep doing ministry. So I'm at Iowa State from 2013 to just this last July coming on staff here. And I had been asking God in 2021, like, if you would have me do something different, would you just drop it in my lap? And being not as faithful as I would like to be in praying, (laughs) I stopped praying I said it once and then ministry campus work took off in 21, fall of 21. And I'm like, okay, here I am just, you know, working away. And then Kendra Gustafson met with me. She said, you know what? I think think you should go ahead and, you know, kind of get some opportunity to meet with Mark Vance. And I think you should interview with him. And yeah. And so that kind of started the whole process of me meeting you, getting in touch with Steve Jones, a couple interviews with Steve and me praying about, oh, should I do this? Should I not? Should I go in a different direction in ministry? Um, And then, you know, here I am. I got the job description the morning of June 2nd. Yep. So, yep. um, and the job offer, and so it was like, well, got pulled in then, with a lot of the the hurt and the heartache, and I thought, well, I should just go ahead and say yes right now because they just have a need, and I can step in and and learn along with everyone else on how to lament and and how do we move forward, and and then I did say yes, so. Here I am well, a Cornerstone.
0: We, we have been so blessed. Anyone who's been around uh, you, Michelle, is just, you, you're delightful. Rob, I mean, you're, you are right. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever known. Just a great guy. Mm-hmm. And your family, Boaz, around, just just the chance to see what God is doing in you guys. And, and God brought you here at just the right time to walk with people who are hurting, but to guide them with truth and to help you know show them that God would be a refuge and a strong place you just kind of exuded wisdom to people oh, and thanks. really looking at you and Rob's marriage that question of wisdom that's if i was somebody asked what would, what's a word i would use to describe you and rob i'm like they they have wisdom like they've lived enough to have some experience to just kind of discern right from wrong how have you cultivated that in your life and in your marriage
1: mm. You know, I think um, not thinking you're wise (laughs) (laughs) is probably a good way to start. That's a good way to start. I kind of feel like it's like when people would claim like, I think I'm figuring out humility and then it just slips away, right? Like the minute you think you're humble, you've just
0: stopped
1: being humble. And wisdom is really similar to that Um, because here's an example. So with our children, when, when they were young, we prayed that they would love Jesus and follow him, right, on into their adult life and for the rest of their lives. But wisdom, I would have tagged on that no matter what they chose, I would love them unconditionally.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: And But I didn't know what I didn't know back then, Right. So then today, as you and I talk, Mark, I think, what is it I don't know today that in five years I'll look back and go, man, your 54-year-old self should have, you really could have prayed that. Mm -hmm. So I think wisdom is like that. It just kind of keeps growing. It just life experiences bring about. Um, And obviously, God gives. God gives wisdom. You know, you see it in Proverbs. You know, I do think we're asked like in Proverbs um, 2, like call out for insight.
0: Yeah, right.
1: In verse 3, but in 6, it says the Lord gives wisdom. And in James, you know, if you lack Mm -hmm. wisdom, ask God who gives generously. So I think, you know, there is, it doesn't always correlate together, you know, the giving and the asking, like, Obviously I wanted like even particularly get it another job. You'll have to drop mm-hmm. it in my lap. But then how faithful was I to keep praying? No, not really. But God is faithful. Right. And, and right. He just He just is that way. Hmm. And He's a good giver of of really good good wisdom.
0: Well, Michelle, you have been um, using God in my life for sure to give wisdom lives of many people here. I'm anxious for anybody at Cornerstone to get to know you. And as you've had the chance, you've, you've been kind of walking around Cornerstone, yeah. getting to know people in the congregation. And I, I love to ask this question of kind of people who are new on staff. What are you praying for Cornerstone Church? Like from the unique vantage point of what you see, what are the sort of prayers you find yourself praying for the church?
1: Yeah, I love, I love this. I love this question. I would say I am praying for people in the community to attend here that are not like us. That would kind of make us be uncomfortable to kind of take us out of our comfort zone. I am praying for that. I am also you know your sermons on the whole coin drop?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The vending machine.
0: <sighs> yeah. Beating yeah. outside the head of the vending machine for the gospel pennies to drop. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. I could cry talking about this because that is that has been my whole life. God keeps dropping those coins. And I want all of us to keep experiencing that. I love that. I mean, it is, Ah, oh, man, the gospel to go deeper into our lives and never to be tired. I call it spiritual amnesia. I swear God has given me spiritual amnesia because it's like I hear the good news and it's like the first day. It's like the song. I'm standing up in front of the, the church, singing my heart out, crying out to God Save me, I'm a sinner, you know, basically, like, make me new. And I have that experience with him, I would say, on a monthly basis in regard to the good news. It is that good. And it just doesn't get tiring.
0: And I do pray
1: that for all of us.
0: Yeah, I I think, I'm trying to think of who said it, that the first and chief duty of the Christian is to never lose the wonder of the cross,
1: you know? Yeah. Just
0: to never, God, never let the good news grow old. It's an old yeah. story, but it's fresh every time.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. For sure. Yeah. What a great I prayer for it. the church. Yeah.
0: Well, Michelle, thank you again for spending a little bit of time with us here on the Equip podcast. And for all of you, I'm sure you'll see Michelle, her incredible husband, Rob, their family, kind of wandering around Cornerstone Church, loving people, dispensing wisdom, and just exuding the joy of what it means to know the gospel so michelle thanks for a bit of your time so thankful for you today
1: yeah thanks mark